Hey everybody, welcome to Story Life. This is a podcast about the ups and downs of living a creative life through the eyes of two independent filmmakers. One of those filmmakers is myself. My name is Clinton Cornwell, and I'm here with my co-host... Alan C. Gardner, the other of the filmmakers, as it were. Folks, this is episode 35, which we recorded on December 21st, 2023, so just a little less than three weeks ago, so it's pretty fresh. Uh, We talked about the creative and professional goals that we had set out for ourselves for 2023, and what we were able to accomplish, and we get into how the year shook out for each of us, uh, essentially how we felt about it, what we took away from it, and how it essentially set us up for 2024 and beyond. So yeah, man, goals. Yeah, this is kind of part one of two, and in the second episode coming out next week, we'll be going over our uh, hopes and dreams for 2024. Mm-hmm. So listen to them closely together, you can compare and contrast. But before we go to the episode, just wanted to let you guys know, me and Alan, we love supporting our, our fellow artists. We are creative consultants and coaches, oh, even though coaching has kind of become like a little bit of a dirty word, I feel like. It has? I, a little bit, yeah. Like people are, oh, everybody's becoming a life coach. We're not life coaches. We're here to just like we've made a lot of movies, we've done a lot of art, and we're here to kind of help you with our experiences and the things that worked for us, guide you on hopefully your path. So if that sounds interesting to you at all. Uh, we do free thirty minute consultations. Just reach out to us at wearestorylife at gmail dot com, or you can hit either of us up on social media. And just to be clear, I support all the life coaches out there. I support any kind of coaches except I'm for not like, anti-life coach. I'm just <laughs> if you're like an asshole coach, I'm probably <laughs> I'm, I'm against that. But otherwise, if you're out there coaching, I appreciate you and I support you. I salute you. Um, and yes, free thirty minute consultation. Hit us up. We would love to connect. All right. Speaking of connection, let's dive on into our last conversation, Clinton, from 2023. Hey, bud. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I just ran in. Um, was out getting groceries. Are you sick again? Because I was just listening to the New Year's resolution episode, and you were sick then too. I You've was been sick, sick then. Yeah. I. I well, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm a little worried about my health right now. Oh, um, no. I have pneumonia again. So what the fuck? Something's oh going God. on. I have something wrong with me. I don't just don't know what it is. But I have an appointment with a specialist in two weeks. So I'm hoping whatever's wrong is like. You know, best case scenario, and not one of the. There are many things that it could be. Yeah, chronic pneumonia. Like what? Yeah, what I've got something. Fuck? I've got something going on. So basically, every time I get sick now, my body turns it into pneumonia. So it's a little scary. Um, there's like you know worst case scenario things that it could be, which I'm really hoping it's not. Obviously, and yeah, I feel like it's not, but I'm not gonna know until I see the specialist. So it's kind of hanging over my head a little yeah. bit right now. Oh my god, because that's, uh, so that's not gonna be until January fourth. So, yeah, I was just, I, I listened back to the previous episode, which if anybody's listening, it's episode 14. We talk about our new year's resolutions from 2020 at the end of 2022 going into 2023. And you were just, you were sick then as well. Well, yeah. And like I said Um, in the episode too, it's true. It's just like, you know, when you have little kids, I think this time of year, like, I mean, it's going to be, chances are, you know. Unless you're living in a complete bubble, you're going to be getting sick. So we've been cycling through, you know, sicknesses for the last few months now. Uh, like, it was great. Like, this morning I woke up and the, the boys were just, like, coughing solid for, like, you know. There's just usually always a cough going on right now. But it was, like, ten minutes of, like, solid coughing. Um, 
It's just well, and that's just it. a bummer too, because you know I know how motivated you are, but it's just it's really hard to be productive when you're sick. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot of things, but yeah, and yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, I I was sick last year, but I've never had pneumonia before until I first got it when Cleo was four days old. That's when I first got pneumonia, and then I've had it three times now, twice within like a five week span. So wow, it's pretty disconcerting. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I was just hoping for the best, but kind of like trying to prepare myself for whatever. Um, I don't know. Well, you seem very, you have pneumonia currently cause you seem very functional. Yeah. I'm on the tail end of it right now. Like I basically have one day left okay. of antibiotics. So I feel fine right now. I just kind of have like a lingering cough, but it's not that bad right now. Um, like this is the best I felt since in like a month and a half. So, That's but good. yeah, it was like two weeks ago. I think when I texted you, like I had the, f- yeah, it's like I, I woke up in the middle of the night, like shivering because I had the flu, but then a few days later, my body, you know, turned it into pneumonia. So, huh. uh, yeah, it's like whenever I get sick, something is stuck in like the same spot in my left lung and, yeah. uh, something's going on there. So I got to figure out what it is. If you need any support when I get back in town, you know, I know I'm a bit of a drive away, but, uh, if you're going through a hard time. Oh, I appreciate it. I mean, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, um, you know, I feel good overall. It's mostly just, you know, I'm trying not to like freak out about it or like speculate too much or Google too much. Um, no, you can't. It's kind of like it's when I was at the useful. urgent care, they kind of started, you know, going through the, like, oh, I wonder if it's like, you know, kind of like listing some things that it could be. And some of it's like, you know, I mean, I'm just basically, I hope it's not cancer um, or any other like particularly. <laughs> uh, Everything can be cancer, so that's why it's like Everything. not useful to think about that stuff. Exactly. No, that, that's very true. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying not to think about it, but it is like you know, there's a specific thing that's going on with me right now. I just don't know what the root of it is. So it's just kind of like you know, I was you know telling a friend the other day too. It's kind of like the older we get, the more that these kind of scares are you know unfortunately going to happen. Like here or there, you just never can tell. But it's kind of I'm just kind of in a interesting headspace with all of it right now in terms of like you know obviously trying to stay. Uh, I am you know, optimistic and just, you know, got to keep moving forward and try not to dwell on it too much or like speculate too much, but also like in a mind space of like, you know, shit happens. Like you don't know where it's going to come from. Like, you know, people who do get really sick, it kind of tends to come out of nowhere, uh, or it feels that way, you know, whatever. So yeah, man, I'm just kind of trying to like, I think I've always had as far as like, you know, trying to be as, as present as possible and appreciate everything that's going on and being optimistic and, you know, hoping for the best for the future. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, also kind of like preparing myself for like really bad news and just hoping that's not the case. So trying to live in this kind of like trying to like, you know, just, yeah. Anyway, it's an interesting headspace, yeah. but it kind of sucks having it. Yeah. Be like, I mean, um, it's- and for the most part, like I'm not like, you know, dwelling, I just, you know, asked if I was you know sick. And so we're talking about it and, and I was going to, you know, tell you about this anyway, because I haven't told you about any of this, but, uh, um, yeah, it's not so much like a dark cloud hanging over me. It's more just like it's a cause for concern and I have to wait two more weeks. I've already had to wait a little while and I've got to wait two more weeks before I can like find out what's going on. If I even am able to find out that day, but that's when I see the uh, the specialist. So, yeah, 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 no, kind of a bummer. Um, but at the same time, I'm hoping for the best and just trying to stay yeah, positive. So, yeah. but all I know is I'm not supposed to be getting it. I'm not supposed to be getting pneumonia this this much. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's tough to deal with the anxiety of that, man, if nothing else. You know, I mean, obviously you can say, hey, worrying about it isn't useful, but that doesn't just instantly stop you from worrying. No, of course not. Of course not. But, um, yeah. 
but obviously when we're here talking about it, you know, I mean, for the most part, I'm just trying, I mean, honestly, right now I'm just trying not to think about it too much just because like, I can't do anything about it until like, I'm already like mm-hmm. doing all the things I need to do. Like I've gotten, you know, seen and whatnot. I've got my appointment in the books. So like between now and then there's nothing I can do besides, you know, I'm trying, I'm supposed to like be resting my lungs more, which is kind of difficult. So but I'm trying not to like, you know, trying to be smart. Um, but yeah, it's kind of hard to keep to stop. You know, I'm kind of, you know, always, yeah, it's hard to, to rest much. <laughs> so, but again, I'm feeling a lot better right now. I just, uh, yeah, right now it's more of the, um, psychological, you know, just kind of a concern as far as like what it could be. But, uh, anyway, not to get like uh, the good news is too. It's like all the, like the scarier stuff I've looked at. It's like, I have none of the other symptoms except for like, right. None of like the leading yeah, symptoms. Good. It's just, uh, while I've got going, it's just this recurrent pneumonia, which yeah, just gotta figure it out. So, well, hopefully you've just gotten very, very unlucky and had recurrent pneumonia and now it'll go away. Maybe. Yeah. Good. It's just tough because it happens in the exact same spot in the, in the same lung. So there's something going on well, there. Yeah. So that's the bummer. It's kind of like, all right, there's something. I just don't know what it is. And I'm not going to know for at least yeah. a couple of weeks. But anyway, how are, <laughs> how are you doing? Um, Good. Overall, I think, <laughs> you know, I'm home holidays good. with the family. Uh, I feel like I always get the same answer. Um, <laughs> but I'm a little, a, a tiny bit under the weather myself. Uh, but just sort of in the chaos of holiday family time yeah um, have in my house in my you know my dad's house here in hawaii on the coffee farm um cool got like 10 people squeezed into this tiny house uh so it's um it's kind of a lot but you know it's good to get some quality family time in for the holidays yeah and just trying to squirrel away a bit of work here and there, but also take the pressure off myself and say, Hey, this is the time for just relaxing and, and taking yeah. a step back and we'll get back to it when I get back to LA. Yeah. When are you getting back? So, uh, the 29th is when I'm currently scheduled to get back. Oh, okay, to LA. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, we're definitely trying to, you know, yeah, obviously enjoying the holidays as much as possible. And it's exciting with, the kids are all pumped about it. Um, we sat in Lyle's birthday was just a week ago, so that was a lot of fun. Um, had a birthday party for Lily Boy. Um, so yeah, just trying to you know, it's it's uh, trying to enjoy the uh, the glorious uh, festive chaos as much as possible. Yeah. Um, Watching but, uh, a lot of or yeah. like kind of half paying attention to a lot of Christmas movies, and I'm making some festive tiki drinks for my family. Nice. Um, trying to trying to contribute. So definitely in the holiday vibes. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, yeah. And yeah, for me, like everything besides this little, you know, whatever is going on, like everything else is really good. Um, just finished the, uh, I believe what will be the, the last treatment for the year uh, a little while ago. And uh, I already got the next ones lined up for right after the holiday break. So that's good. <laughs> And then just finished uh, work on the reality shows before the hiatus a couple days ago. So, yeah, that stuff's all in a good spot. Um, but yeah, obviously, yeah, trying to you know get everything ready for Christmas and enjoy the holidays, and then uh, ship away at my at my stuff 
here and there as I can too. But um, but yeah, man. All in all, things are fantastic. I just uh, yeah. So did you uh, did you listen to episode fourteen about us doing New Year's back in? I did. That was yeah. the end of twenty twenty two. I was oh. driving around yesterday and today. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to talk about reviewing uh, our twenty twenty three resolutions and how they worked out or did not work out. Uh, and then if we have some time at the end, we're going to talk about what our goals for 2024 are. Yeah. I think we should definitely um, do both. Um, I mean, I think they'll kind of yeah. dovetail together too. I would imagine. Well, I was just saying sometimes we get on tangents and if we need to break this into another episode, that's fine. Fair enough. I think the maybe like biggest filmmaking one, um, was finish all of my movies that mm-hmm. were unfinished in, in twenty. 20- 23. So the unfinished films I currently have, uh, I will relist them again. I have uh, four horror short films, Birdsong, Web Driver Torso, Killer in a Small Town, and uh, The Haunted. And then I also have my horror feature, you know, currently titled JPB. We're definitely going to change that. Um, And I have finished... None of them. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, I have made some amount of, like, actually a large amount of progress, I'd say, um, over the last year. But something, you know, it, it really struck me. Something I didn't account for at all and I didn't talk about then was finishing 12 months. Oh, yeah. um, delivering 12 months to the distributor and finishing, finishing 12 months. Um, like, having it completely done and out in the world and that took a lot more work than i was thinking about at that time Mm -hmm. and so from you know getting the final color done to delivering all the assets to the distributor to talking to the distributor to hashing things out with them that took a lot of my time and i think a lot of that finishing energy i i you know, maybe wanted to have for those other films ended up being put to 12 months because 12 months was definitely the priority. Um, gotcha. And in fact, just like three days ago, I had, you know, delivered uh, updated captions to the distributor. Had to go to Rev and Rev.com and yep. get updated captions from the distributor for the distributor. And I just did that three days ago. And hopefully that's the last thing I have to do for 12 months. But I've been working on 12 months and delivering it for like this whole year. Yeah. That being said, within this year, I got another cut done of JPB. We're just waiting to do a pickup on that. And then I think we'll get close to picture lock. The Haunted is pretty close to picture lock. I think I got one more uh, pass to do on that. Moved did pickups for Birdsong and moved that edit uh, forward a lot. So I think that's getting pretty close to picture lock as well. Killer in a Small Town, I didn't supervise it. So I don't like the edit that currently exists, really. I, I don't fully agree with it. But mm. there is a finished version of that film out into the world. It's been going to film festivals. Uh, so in a sense, that one is finished. It's just not finished to the standard that I would like it to be. 
Um, and then WebDriver Torso, I didn't really do any work on because I was working on all these other things. But I did not hit my goal for finishing all of these things. But I think there, you know, there was a good reason, which is I was working on other stuff. I was finishing other films. And then I think, you know, a lot of my personal life turmoil definitely took away from that energy as well. Right. So, yeah. All in all, I don't feel bad about it. Um, other than the part of my brain that loves wishes all the things were finished already. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think I, even though I didn't hit the goal, I, I, I was going at a good pace. I think I was going at a pace that was in the spirit of the goal. Good. That's yeah. a good feeling. That's a good takeaway. I, let's see, I'll just go off the, the things that I was able to get done. So I got, I did get baby come home, Patriot locked. Um, oh, you did. When uh, I did, you didn't, I, when do I get to see it? That? When do I get to see Baby Come Home? Oh, I don't know. At some <laughs> at some point, at some point, you'll <laughs> you'll see it. Um, bah, 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 bah. and that's pretty much it as far as the things on the list went. Uh, yeah, man, this year was uh, it was it was wonderful. It was crazy. It was some. Uh, it was a real roller coaster. The big thing, as far as like work, um, work, business, creative, all that goes, the big headline for this year for me was <clears throat> this was the year I, I finally got out from under financially. Um, I've never been busier with outside work, which was great. So I had to kind of take that ball and run with it. Um, yeah, got out of debt, have savings for the first time in my life. Um, so that's kind of, uh, yeah, I was just so busy with, with work, which was good, uh, which is very good. So I'm kind of curious to see how like next year, um, so a lot of stuff is basically, you know, I, I and I started developing a new script that I'm really excited about the next one I'm going to direct with Brad, which we talked about a little bit last time, or at least told you that I was, I was working on one in that vein. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how like with the next year. Well, I'll say this too. I I, I always have way too many goals uh, for the year ahead, which I'm fine with, and I'm used to that. Like I said in the last in the episode from a year ago, is you know the never ending to do list, and I, I like having kind of like a surplus of goals. Um, but no, I certainly thought at the beginning of the year that I'd be further along with certain with uh, some of the projects. But I get I have like absolutely no qualms or regrets about any of that because. Uh, yeah, it was such a great year for again, like getting solid footing uh, financially, which I think I was in desperate need of. So it was a year of a lot of relief on that front. And then, um, yeah, I've just kind of been tilling the soil and the other things as much as I can. And I'm excited for, uh, yeah, I have no shortage of excitement for all the, all the projects and everything that I'm working on. So yeah, I'm going to try to create like a realistic kind of, set of goals for which we can talk about a little bit um for next year but uh no i was i was it was it was crazy basically i was thinking the other day i'm like i finished the the draft of the horror script i think it was december 22nd last year so a year ago tomorrow would have been a year so it's crazy and it's crazy to me that like i haven't even touched that again yet I've gathered a lot of notes and i've thought about it a lot i'm really excited about it but i'm like oh wow it's already been a year since then yeah but uh that's just how how it is so i'm excited to get back into it and um if the hiatus from i mean 
the hiatus from the reality show continues for a little bit, which we'll see. It might not last as long as whatever. We'll, we'll see what happens. But um, I'll uh, I'll definitely fill that time as much as possible with working on that script and all the other projects. So yeah, man. Dovetailing off of your writing thing, you know, a year ago on that last podcast we did, I had just finished the last drive-in. Yeah. And one of my goals was to get that script into a good place in this year. But another one of my goals was to have a consistent writing habit of uh, three hours a week. Yeah. And what happened there for me, I haven't really, I haven't picked up last drive in. I think part of that is my co-writer also hasn't been motivated to do it as well. Like he's been busy with other projects too. Mm -hmm. And for me, I did write a lot this year. I spent a lot of time developing a bunch of different scripts. Just none of them were the last drive-in. I always had other things to prioritize about it, above it. And so I have been consistently writing all year long. Uh, it's kind of tailed off here a bit at the end of the year. But I think, you know, I probably got close to averaging three hours a week for the entire year, as was my goal. Um, just didn't do it on the last drive-in. But it feels good. Honestly, I think I've taken more, more ownership and gained more confidence in my writing process over the last year. And I think, you know, being dedicated to it and working on it consistently has been a big part of that. Yeah. Um. So that's something I really do hope to continue into 2024. I think I really got to, I mean... I already have the motivation because I got to keep working on Ever After Now. Uh, so that'll be the main project going into 2024. But um, while I didn't explicitly hit getting the last drive in into a good place, uh, I think I did hit my goal in terms of consistently writing. And, uh, you know, I feel good about where I'm at with writing this year especially uh considering some of the other things going on with life so you felt like he was is pretty consistent the uh <clears throat> the three hours a week or at least the parameter those that kind of uh goal kept you on the right path with uh with your writing throughout the year you feel yeah and i um i would recommend that something to that to anybody who's trying to get started i mean there's a lot of different ways to you know find your writing time but I think for me, blocking out that three hours a week and just saying, here, this is this chunk of time dedicated to writing. Yeah. I think giving it that space made me treat it much more seriously, gave me something to look forward to every week. It was kind of relaxing. Um, and I know that's you know not necessarily possible for everybody, but I did find even when I didn't have a lot of motivation going into the writing session having that amount of time and saying these three hours i'm going to sit here and it's going to be dedicated to writing i would always come up with good stuff during that time sometimes it's less sometimes it's more but i'd always produce something and that really helped move a lot of things forward yeah that's great well yeah i mean i'm definitely a big uh advocate for for structure uh as well i mean as we talked about many times it's how uh, anything gets done, really. Just have some sort of uh, workable and doable structure that allows you to, yeah, to keep moving the ball forward uh, incrementally, because that's just such a a crucial part of of indie filmmaking. Obviously, it's just chipping away. Yeah, man. Well, that's great. 
you had yeah, forgotten I about think for me it's important to have those stakes in the ground uh in yeah. terms of like putting the put it in in the calendar putting it in saying this like this chunk of time is my creative time and nothing's going to take it over because um i don't know that that part of the process is really important to me of course not everybody not everybody works that way but if anybody's listening is having a hard time getting into a creative habit you know put that stake in the ground and say every tuesday night from 6 p.m to 9 p.m or whatever whatever it is for you like Every Tuesday night, I'm not going out. I'm not scheduling anything. This is going to be my writing time, my writing night, you know, and I'm going to dedicate a bunch of hours to it this night. Whatever it is, whatever you can squeeze out, but having that level of consciousness towards it and creating that space in your life, I think is really important. Yeah, man. No, that's, that's, uh, that's precious time. Yeah, I, I'm excited to uh, figure out something for the, next, for the year ahead <clears throat> in terms of uh, more of a regular writing schedule. I've just been kind of having to to do it here and there when I can, but it's always very uh, exciting when I'm able to sit down, even if it's just like 30 minutes or whatnot and um, bust out the old Google docs and uh, yeah, work some stuff out. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm thinking I might try to do a little bit of that today as well in between like wrapping presents and whatnot and cleaning. <laughs> um, all these other things that need to get oh, this done. Is, this yeah. is another thing. This is actually a discovery over the last year of writing um basically over the last year i switched almost all of my writing to google docs like Mm -hmm. i don't really use final draft or any screenwriting software anymore oh really interesting i basically just work i just write in fountain format Um, you write in what format fountain fountain format uh which is basically like you're doing the screenwriting format without any of the spacing Oh, okay. And then you can just kind of like copy and paste that into any of your various like screenwriting softwares and it auto formats it for you. Really? But I find, but I find that that process is just so much more seamless for me, Mm -hmm. not having to worry about the margins or anything and just going. It's like I have to think less and it allows me, it just feels like a much more free way of writing. So, gotcha. yeah, I basically just for every script now, I just open up a Google Doc and just, you know, just start typing and don't worry about any of the margins. Don't worry about it looking any good and just uh, just, you know, expect that I'll convert it later. There's a free app called Dubscript that a friend of mine made. It's on Android devices and, you know, it's like a mobile screenwriting program. But something that's really great to do is you can just like copy and paste to you know, your screenplay that's unformatted into it and it'll, you know, do all the spacing automatically. So that's basically just what I do. Cool. What's the name of the app again? Dubscript. D-U-B. I don't have an Android, but just curious, just for the listeners at least. Uh, That's cool. Oh, you said D-U-G? Dubscript? D-U-B. Dub. Oh, Dubscript. That's cool. Nice. Um, Yeah, yeah, I didn't know, but yeah, basically I do all of my notes uh, which, you know, I, I pretty much, I mean, I think I write more pages of notes than I do like when it comes to the actual script. Um, yeah, all that stuff in, in Google docs. And then, uh, I still bust out the old final draft when I'm writing this script itself. But, um, yeah, I didn't know about the, the fountain format or whatnot. I might look into that, uh, that option as well. But yeah, man, no, that's great. Well, I'm glad you're feeling that way about your writing and yeah, I'm definitely, like I said before, like I'm just excited about 
finding more time to write. Like all the stuff that I'm working on, like I basically, I'm still very passionate about it and very fired up about it. Just have to be able to carve out more time to, to do it. So yeah, I'll be curious again. I'll be curious to see like what the year ahead looks like as far as, is it going to be like this year was like with outside work and whatnot? Um, and just in general, but that's kind of a big, obviously when it comes to time and time management and carving out time to, to work on your creative projects, uh, that's a big factor. So, but yeah, no, I just, uh, yeah, I'm just very grateful for how well this year went on that front on the work, uh, outside work and financial front. Um, do you have yeah. other specific goals from 2023 that you wanted to discuss? Sure. I mean, I, basically if we want to get, I, I want to discuss them when I get into, if we want to get into our 2024 goals, if we're ready for that, because a lot, a lot of that stuff's getting shifted, <laughs> shifted over to, to 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just sort of like maybe talking about why it didn't happen or if it changed form or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, again, for me, it's very simple. Like I don't have a lot to expand upon there because like I just, I just was so busy with work and then, uh, obviously, and you know, spending as much time with my kids as possible and Cleo being born in April and, um yeah next thing i knew it's it's already the end of the year but yeah i just uh yeah man. that was one of your goals having Which, having a healthy baby girl <laughs> yes and that no that totally happened uh but yeah that was <laughs> and that obviously was a rocky road at first uh with everything that went on um but no she's doing great she's doing fantastic now but no it's really that simple it's like any time that i was able to it's just gigs kept popping up and I had to take them, so I did, and uh, I'm glad I did. That's really that. It's really that simple. There wasn't any kind of other blockage or, uh, you know, as far as creativity or whatnot goes. It's just, yeah, work and life. Yeah, all those things were, yeah, going full throttle this year. So, yeah. What about you? Well, and I, I want to follow up on this a little bit. I'm not trying to plumb for anything, or, or yeah, plumbing the depths. That's that's the thing. Um, but I'm just kind of making, making space for it and just asking the question, is there anything that's kind of itching at you or that you're a little bothered by that you weren't able to get done? Or is it all just kind of like positive vibes? Anything that was itching at me or but no, not really. No, honestly, that's why I was like, it was just kind of very simple. Like, uh, I, yeah, wouldn't change a thing about how it all played out or the choices I made. So no, not really. I'm just, again, I'm just kind of excited for finding more time to work on everything, but there's nothing itching at me or, or there's nothing that bothers me about why um, I wasn't able to get further along with the projects because I know exactly why and, and I stand behind those reasons. Fair enough. That's it, Fair man. Enough. I got nothing else for you on that, on that front just because it's, it is a very simple matter of like, oh, I had to do this, so I did that. And now here we are. What about you, though? I guess uh, as as the, uh, as the as the poser of the question, as the one who posed the question, um, <laughs> do you have a response to that for yourself, or how are you feeling about things? Uh, well, let me let me. I got some more goals here to talk about. You know, oh, yeah. I think the big picture for this year was I had a lot of personal challenges, which I was hinting at around that time. Right. 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 Um, you know, in the moment where we were talking on that episode, I was reflecting on, you know, how I was, I was alone 
during the holidays there <laughs> when we were recording. And a lot of that was because of the relationship turmoil I was in with the romantic partner I had moved to Tennessee with. Right. And that relationship is over now, but I could hear the threads of that ending coming in, in what I was talking about there. And I didn't fully acknowledge that because I didn't really know how to talk about it on mic at the time. Right. And so that's that change has been really good and I think will help me move forward, obviously, to a lot of better things in my life. But that process of breaking up with my partner, moving away from Tennessee and leaving my job at Tennessee State, that take, took a lot of energy and that takes a lot of like rest and recovery. And, you know, that's another factor as to why maybe I didn't quite hit some of the goals that I wanted to. Um, I talked ambitiously about wanting to make two feature films or even wanting to go into production on one. And I've kind of had opportunities to do at least one film here in 2023, but I've sort of, they didn't quite feel right. So they got pushed back or pushed aside for other things. And I'm fine with that. But also one of the things was, hey, I'm trying to make this film with Tennessee State and I don't work there anymore. So, you know, <laughs> right. that that's a big reason why some stuff didn't happen. And then just, you know, I was in a bad romantic relationship and um, getting out of that and, and recovering from that it has been a process. And that's definitely distracted me from creative work. But but ultimately, you know, I'm glad in the place that I am in now, having moved back to Los Angeles yeah, and, um, you know, I haven't fallen into another career type job like I had at Tennessee State University, but I'm I'm figuring it out, and I'm fine with that. So that's definitely some big picture stuff that's really changed. It was definitely a big year of transitions, which is all good. It's all good stuff. I think part of it, something I talked about was becoming more my true like artistic self, and I think yeah. That journey is ongoing. I think I've taken some great steps in that direction this year, that I, but I don't have anything concrete to show for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely going to continue into the next year. And um, while I didn't shoot anything in 2023, I did pickups here and there for a few things. And uh, I think I'll have a lot of things going in 2024. So... It's a bummer that I didn't get back on set, but I also understand the reasons why. I think there's some really good reasons. It's not like I was yeah. not prioritizing filmmaking. It's not like I was unmotivated or getting too distracted with, with other things that aren't as important. Um, yeah. you know, I was I was shoring up a lot of other things in my life that needed to be shored up. And I think similarly to you talking about how you have all this financial relief now and you it lowers your anxiety and you've got money in the bank. You know, that helps your well-being, which will help your creativity. And yeah. I did a lot of stuff to help my well-being, which doesn't uh, doesn't appear on the stat sheet in terms of getting projects done, but will ultimately in the long term really helped me be more creative and get more movies made right and the other thing too with the um, yeah for sure 100 percent. i mean it all feeds into you know everything you know ties together and uh <clears throat> another thing too with the finances as far as directly affecting projects is that now that i have like a cushion and uh you know treatment still ongoing and then 
my other job with the reality shows like lined up for it's just a question of it seems to be it seems to be just a question of when right now but having like basically i've been able you know be able to afford myself to more time some more time to work on my stuff uh but again like you know it could be crazy busy with treatments too but that's all a good thing but basically i don't have to spend time you know but it's you know in the past like between gigs like okay how am i going to find my next gig kind of thing and having that money in the bank will afford me like before the reality show starts back up to have some time to work on more stuff, which if I wasn't in the situation I was in right now, I, I would need to be, you know, spending some of that time finding the next gig. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's going to be beneficial, but uh, no, like, yeah, I think relief, relief is a huge um, <clears throat> takeaway for this year on a, on a lot of fronts, except, <laughs> except for my one little nagging uh, health concern. <laughs> but besides that, uh, a lot of relief. Definitely one of the big takeaway words from from this year for sure. Yeah, and especially, I mean, obviously, especially the most you know relief with how well Cleo's doing and and coming out of that um, ordeal. Uh, of course, the biggest source of relief. So yeah, man, the year of relief. That's for sure. So you asked about my three hundred movies and how. Oh yeah, I was just curious. Went. I forgot about that goal, and then you mentioned. It. I was like, oh, I wonder. Yeah, just curious. Um. I liked it a lot. I'm really, ex- I'm really happy that I made that goal. You know, obviously we've talked about movies and TV and all this stuff before, but like, oh yeah, I don't miss really not having TV much in my life <laughs> this Fair year. Enough. There's a few shows I'm looking forward to catching up on when the new year hits. Uh, but then I think I'm just going to go back to watching as many movies as I had. It feels like, you know, when I watch a movie, I'm an, uh, I'm accomplishing something. I feel like I'm learning more. Like everything that I've said before about watching movies over TV, I definitely felt this year. Um, it's been fun just diving in and being focused on it and being thoughtful about which movies I'm watching. Yeah. I'm currently sit at 256 movies watched. There so I'm not going to quite hit 300. That's pretty close, um, though. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty damn close. Uh, I'll probably end up around 270, maybe 280. So that that's a pretty, that's a pretty good goal. Um, yeah. Pretty good amount of films. And I'm going to kind of continue this goal next year in that I didn't get to as many directors as I wanted. You know, I didn't get to the working through directors filmographies side of oh, it right, right, right. in the way that I wanted. I've been watching a bunch of Scorsese films recently. Uh, we're, you know, uh, especially because Killers of the Flower Moon came out. Do you so see that yet? I'd like to finish off Sc- Scorsese. Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed Killers of the Flower Moon. I thought it was amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was just curious. I was just curious <laughs> if you'd seen it. Proceed. But, but uh, yeah, I think now my I'm going to carry into next year knocking off directors off my list of shame and that being the focus of my movie watching not necessarily the same like number of movies but when i go to Mm -hmm. watch a random movie it's got to be from a really good director uh is what i'm going to try and focus on what are some of the other scorsese movies that you saw this year oh well let's see recently i watched um silence goodfellas casino king of comedy departed yeah and uh, there's a few more that I'm going to pick up on but cool. I think more than I mean I really like Scorsese I think especially his later career stuff really hits me in the right place mm-hmm. but 
I fucking love King of Comedy. That Dude, movie is I, like I saw perfection. that for the first time this year too. I don't know if that was your first you time. Think? That was my first time. I thought it was. I thought it was. It awesome. was. It was. Yeah, it was your first time. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was incredible. Yeah. I need to re. I'm gonna rewatch Taxi Driver and yeah. Raging Bull. Yes. Yeah, but I think you know because those are kind of hailed as like his two early masterpieces. Right. Um. And but I was really like King of Comedy is is really like an amazing amazing film and I'm I'm surprised yeah. people don't talk about it more. It's it's I think it's getting more of a reputation like it's definitely um it's definitely much more celebrated now than it was upon its release. It seems to be kind of like among a lot of like, you know, film buffs and whatnot, one of their favorites. It's becoming like one of the the fav- favorite uh, Scorsese movies uh for a lot of people. But I hear you. I can it see why though when it initial, came out it probably like, was know. not yeah. It wasn't well received because it's so painful to watch. It's so painful. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. What do you think about that? Like in the whole, you know, King Comedy and its influence on like uh not like huge, but like somewhat of an inspiration for like for Joker. I mean, it's definitely um, you know, Joker is a hundred percent nodding to King of Comedy, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think I've heard some people say, "Oh, Joker's just the same movie." And it's like, no, they're completely different movies. They're very, very they're, different. They're about yeah, completely yeah. different yeah. movies. Like, like the King of Comedy is about the criticism of like media and like entertainment and the comedy world, and Joker is about rich people and how rich people do terrible mm-hmm. things on society. You know, so they're like they're about completely different things. And I think anybody who says they're the same movie is kind of no they're definitely not the same but there's there's definitely not i mean down to the casting of de niro and then you know yeah todd phillips wanted scorsese to produce it for a while scorsese was briefly attached to it and wound up not producing it yeah i don't think it's any kind of it's not like any kind of secret on their part and yeah it's like you say it's more of a nod than um it's i don't consider it like a ripoff or anything i know prefer i really prefer king of comedy but yeah it's its own separate thing yeah i've been revisiting a lot of scorsese stuff too uh, especially over the last couple years, uh, I've got some of my list there that I've seen. I mean, there's only a few that I haven't seen at this point, and there's quite a few that I want to watch again. But uh, Silence was powerful. Uh, I remember I saw that in the theater. I need to watch that again. But that was yeah. uh, that, that was a pretty powerful film. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought Killers of the Flower Moon was just astounding. And I'm like, wow, like this uh-huh. is you know, I would say it's one of his best movies. And you know he's making it. At yeah, this stage I, of his I career. would too. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, I now that I'm taking in his films and really looking at his filmography, you know, I think with the average viewer, Scorsese is most famous for like Goodfellas and Casino, yeah. and also I'll put The Departed in this category, as those films are like slick Scorsese telling like really entertaining stories in these worlds, you know, mm-hmm. and they're very tense. They're very entertaining, but to me, those three films stick out as like not as thematically resonant as some of his best films. Interesting. I'm a big I Goodfellas and Departed fan. I'm, I was, casino, I'm fine with, but I'm not one of the big Casino fans. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Cut I you enjoy off. them both, but like, uh, but I think in like King of Comedy, but especially like his newer stuff, Wolf of Wall Street, Silence. Oh, yeah. uh, Killers of the Flower Moon and the Irishman. I mm-hmm. think like he's just more he's a he's more interested in the theme and telling the bigger story that comes together and really mm-hmm. has a message about society and stuff. And I think he just hits that much better in those films and it's a much more clear message. And that's something 
why those films like appeal to me more. Dude, those are four of his best movies. Best How work. fucking crazy is that? Those are four of his best movies that he's made in the last 10 years. Like those yeah. are Wolf of Wall Street, Silence, Irishman, Codes of the Flower Moon. It's insane. Well, I think I think that goes to like, hey man, he was a he was one of the best directors ever going when he was like 30 or whatever, and he made Raging Bull and mm-hmm. and and this stuff. And I think he's just learned. And he's grown and he's become a much more human being, much more mature human being over these like last 30, 40 years. And I think he just knows he has a perspective of the world. And I think he knows how to tell that story and get that perspective and that message across now in a way that maybe he was not as capable or mature enough to do earlier in his career. Yeah. And I'm sure you you love it, you know, as far as um, life experience and, priorities changing and there's you know you continue to to grow and evolve and that's reflected through his his storytelling so uh, yeah that's yeah it's just yeah it's just it's just very impressive like i'm i find myself becoming i mean i've always been a fan but um becoming even more of a fan uh these these days for sure well i'm just heartened because it's like even somebody like fucking martin scorsese he grew he changed he improved mm-hmm. he became a better artist over time i think or at least a different artist i think he probably thinks he's a better artist and even somebody like him somebody who started like really at the top in a lot of ways yeah and has been one of the lu- one of the few lucky ones who's been able to make creative artistic films you know his entire career at a hollywood scale even he yeah. had room to grow you know so we all have room to grow we all have room to to improve our creativity and learn and grow, yeah. you know? Well, yeah. And a lot of like his peers, like, you know, not to get too much of into a deep dive, but like a lot of his peers too, from that time, it's just crazy. It's like him and Spielberg just like fucking just kept cranking and just kept growing. And, uh, you know, a lot of the peers, and this is not saying anything negative about the peers, but you know, kind of like fell off in one way or another, or just, you know, they aren't operating at the level that, um, that those guys continue to operate at 50 years later. Yeah. So, and in their own unique ways too, but just coming out of that, you know, that seventies, that late sixties and the seventies era of filmmakers, um, you know, with De Palma and, and, and Coppola and, and, uh, Friedkin and all those folks. Um, yeah. Yeah. They just kind of kept excelling and growing. Um, you know, yeah. everyone's got their dips and whatnot too. And you know, obviously it's all subjective, but, um, just the fact that they're both going so strong now, Still, yeah, I keep using the word impressive, but I think it's pretty apt. <laughs> well, and I think just like I think he appeals to me too because I think me and Marty, <laughs> uh, we we see the world similarly. Like we see the same problems in the world, and I think mm-hmm. he's trying to explore and address a lot of that stuff through the films. Yeah, uh, and so that's why they really work for me. Yeah, this is why I really hope Tarantino doesn't actually retire after his next film because. <laughs> I would love to see like him, for example, making movies until he's like 80 or 90 and see how he changes and how yeah. he matures and and what becomes different about his work, you know? And that's what I'm so, I'm sad that, you know, people like Coppola and stuff haven't continued making films at the same pace they were because I would have loved to see how their work continued to change and improve, you know? Yeah. And we have this lovely thing, like you said, with Spielberg and Scorsese, we have 
40, 50 years of films from these guys. Yeah. And we get to see how they change as artists and as human beings. And I think that's just fucking, it's lovely. Yeah, it, yeah, it really is. That's because we're yeah, and that, we were talking about Spielberg on the uh, the la- the one from a year ago that we recorded around this time. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, I'm yeah, very grateful for 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 those guys' work. Yeah, so I'm reading. I'm in the middle of reading Tarantino's book right now, Cinema Speculation. Oh, I want to get that. Is it is it fun? I've heard good things. Yeah, it's really cool. But yeah, he's and one of the things of one of the the chapter I just finished reading was where he was talking about how Brian De Palma like almost directed um taxi driver how paul schrader originally like he originally read paul schrader's script and then wound up uh recommending marty for i mean there's different like versions but like how marty wound up doing it instead um but apparently yeah de palma felt like it wasn't gonna be commercial enough for him at the time he's looking for a more huh. commercial film and then it wound up being a, a very commercial film actually but yeah and just kind of like, it's cool it's basically you know cinema speculation is a appropriate title for it. it basically goes into discussing how he thinks that de palma's version of taxi driver would have been different and he kind of goes into what he thinks that would be just just one of the chapters but yeah i mean tarantino has been pretty kind of, honestly at this point i think he kind of has to like stick not that he has to but like he's been so adamant about i'm quitting after 10 films but also He's going to keep writing books. I, he, think, I think he's, he's going to do about it. doing theater. Uh, he'll probably do some television. So it's not like he's going to like stop. It's not like the creative output's going to stop. But I think he. I mean, he's. I mean, he's been banging the drum about that for a long time. So it'd be kind of weird. Like, and he'd be. I wouldn't be disappointed if he like changed his mind at some point. But it'd be interesting if like he did his ten and like a few years later he's like, ah, actually, you know, I think I'm gonna like. And then he made another one. Um. I don't know, because when you're that adamant about it, like he's basically like boxed himself into that you know corner, and he's probably happy with that. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, I'm sure all about design, but like he kind of like now has no choice but to like stop after ten, unless he just wants to go back on his word, which is totally fine. It's just I hope he, he does. I hope he goes back on it. You know, um, I remember I don't know, maybe like five years ago, Kevin Smith was saying he was retired uh, and he wasn't going to make films anymore, and then we had oh, Soderbergh right? too. Uh, was saying yeah, he was retired film. Definitely, yeah. Then he did TV for a bit, and then yeah, he wound up and he went. He's made a lot of movies since he quote unquote retired. And I'm glad. I'm glad. I want to see these guys keep making movies. But again, like those guys said it, but like Tarantino has been like outspoken for a long time about it. Like he's gone above and beyond to make sure like people know that his tenth is his final. But maybe they'll they'll make room for new voices too. So maybe it's not the worst thing in the world if other people if other people are able to step into their yeah. places. And you know, we'll we'll see. I'm I, I'll say this: I'm excited to, to see the tenth film. Is it called the critic or the film critic? Uh, or I don't know. I don't. I don't. Title I don't. Yet, I don't do much like of that. that looking ahead or anything like that anymore. But I all I all I need to see is directed by Quentin Tarantino, and that's that's enough for me. Right. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does after that. And yeah, like I said, like I'd be totally fine if he went back on his word. It's just, I mean, that's just his personality. To, like he is like you know, if anyone was ever gonna be adamant about like I'm retiring after ten films, like you know, standing on a soapbox, just kind of like, screaming it from a bullhorn. It's him, and he certainly has been yeah. doing that for a long time. So, because yeah, he used to talk about. Too, I'm sure he still does, but like the whole like you know the creative like we were kind of like you know touching on a little while ago, but like the creative drop off for like a lot of these directors when they get to a certain age, um, as he perceives it at least. And again, you know, Scorsese and Spielberg's just crazy how that hasn't happened for them at all yet, or not, not yeah. yet, but you know ha- at all, just period. Clint Eastwood's another one too, man. Eastwood, yeah, Eastwood is great, but also like you know some of East like, and this is not saying anything about Eastwood like a lot, a lot 
like or love a lot of Eastwood films, but like his is more of like a mixed bag sometimes where it's like, okay, like that one hits, that one's a little off, like this one's whatever. He still does great work. And I'm yeah. like, you know, dude's in his nineties. Like it's amazing. But with Scorsese and Spielberg, it's like, oh, like they're doing like some of their absolute best stuff right now. Um, totally. Which is crazy. All right, my friend on that note, um, gotta go. Feel better, good, dude. Good, let me know how your health, uh, health, what's that health goes and, uh, I know I how your health goes and happy holidays. Sir. I will. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, can't wait to can't wait to just find out what's going on one way or another. And again, just yeah. hoping for 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 good news. Uh, but who Definitely. isn't? Who isn't hoping for good news? Yeah. All right, brother. Um, you take care, man. Love Talk you, to man. You soon. Take care. Bye. All right, that uh, wraps up our conversation uh, about 2023. Uh, thank you guys for yeah. taking a listen and joining us. Continuing our segment here, I'm going to recommend uh, independent film uh, in lower budget. We're independent filmmakers. We work in the lower budget space. Uh, I feel like most filmmakers occupy that place. And I believe that if you are wanting people to watch your films, you're an independent filmmaker, a micro-budget filmmaker, then you should be watching micro-budget films and independent films. To that end, I want to recommend to everybody uh, Malibu Horror Story. Uh, just came out in 2023. It's a fun sort of found footage, mixed media kind of faux documentary. It's a horror film, of course, if you can't tell from the title. Um, and... You know, I don't think you have to be a found footage fan to to appreciate this film. It's got a lot of charm to it. It's about uh, some hikers who go missing, uh, exploring some of their family land and all the sort of the threads that, that are related to it. It's not just about ghosts, although it's primarily about ghosts. But check it out. It's really good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep uh, tabs on the filmmakers because I think they did a really good job. Yeah, folks, if you have a film, whether it's one of your own or friends or whatnot, uh, if it's a movie that you would like us to check out, Please reach out and let us know. Just a reminder, you guys can contact us at wearestorylife at gmail.com. Also, please check out our website, wearestorylife.com, where you'll find more information about us and what we do as coaches and consultants for our fellow artists and filmmakers. You can you can follow us more as filmmakers there, too. Me, personally, you can connect with me. Twitter, Instagram are my main places uh, at Clinton Cornwell. And you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Vimeo at Alan C. Gardner. That's A-L-L-E-N-C-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. And on Instagram at Alan C. Gardner Movies. If you want to check out some of my recent films, Cold Feet is currently available on Amazon Prime, Google Play, and YouTube. And some of my other movies are available on several platforms, including Save Yourself and Act One on Tubi. And We Got Lucky and Bad Bad Man on Amazon. Also, Being Awesome is available on Tubi, Vudu, and the Roku channel. So, yeah, take that for a spin on any of those delightful platforms, please. Thank you. You need a link tree, Alan. Did you have, have a link one. tree? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have one, yeah. Would it be easier for you to just give your link tree? Maybe, yeah. Good call. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, if it's an easier <laughs> thing to do, anyways, that's the side note. Uh, we're giving, we're doing, we're giving our editor, Mr. Mike Jimenez, some some extra work here. Mike, thank you so much 
for your Mike's patience. Popping the Alka Seltzer right and now. kindness, with, uh, dealing with our bullshit. After the heartburn, this, this um, uh, we really like you, Mike, and we, we thank you for supporting this we, endeavor. We, we couldn't really do like without you. Mike. you. Uh, thanks to our families and friends for all of their support. Uh, we have many more episodes coming up, so please subscribe and join us next week. This has been Clinton Cornwell <laughs> and Alan C. Gardner with Story Life, a podcast and a and a consulting company. Thanks. Outro. Outro. Yes. Um, hey. Uh, um. <laughs>